0: Hello, welcome to the Club Soda Podcast. This is Drew, and I'm really glad you're joining us this week. If, like me, you overindulged this Christmas, your thoughts are probably turning to healthier eating and the new year. I think we're all aware of the benefits that eating a balanced diet has on our physical health, but what about our minds? So this podcast is a recording of one of the sessions from our last Mindful Drinking Festival that tackles exactly that subject. You'll join and hear from registered nutritionist and author rob hobson as he explores how healthy dietary choices have a direct impact on our mental health and well-being and critically for dry january what to eat when we're changing our drinking he's interviewed by the ever brilliant janie lee grace who is a presenter on bbc radio 2 and runs the sober club this podcast episode is in partnership with our friends at Lucky Saint. I was lucky enough to get given a mixed box of alcohol-free beers for Christmas, and there was a bottle of Lucky Saint in there. Now, I'm not much of a lager drinker, but I have to say that I absolutely loved it. Lucky Saint are giving all of our listeners £5 off their next order of their alcohol-free lager. So just enter the code CLUBSODA5, that's Club Soda F-I-V-E, all spelt out when checking out at www.luckysaint.co. Okay, here's Rob and Janie.
1: This is Jenny Lee Grace, and uh, I'm here with Rob Hobson, and we're talking all things nutrition and health and well-being and uh, all of that stuff, and uh, really thrilled uh, that my guest is Rob. We'll find out a bit more about Rob in just a moment. Um, For those of you who don't know what I do, um, I'm a presenter and an author of several books on holistic living, and I run thesoberclub.com. I ditched the booze, my goodness, two and a half years ago now. Way amazing so we look at a whole host of things and nutrition is big time of course it's the thing that underpins everything so Rob um, you're a a registered uh, nutritionist from robhobson.co.uk tell us just a little bit generically about the work you do first and then we'll get into the whole where it meets sobriety thing yeah
2: so I'm I'm a registered nutritionist Um, I work a lot with industry Um, I'm the author of two books um the detox kitchen bible the art of sleeping um i do a lot of um nutritional messaging on on tv radio uh anything around nutrition i try and get involved in basically um and i've worked a lot in public health as well over the years that was my basic training so i've worked mm. with groups community groups uh which kind of filters into to what we're talking about today actually the challenges mm. of behavior change and that kind of thing yeah,
1: yeah absolutely and i know that there's lots of people in the sober club who when they first um stop drinking or even if even if they decide to do a dry january or a dry july whatever it is um what they're really thinking is um i want to lose weight um so yeah. and they've heard that that's one of the benefits of ditching the booze and so i know it was the same for me when i first stopped i fully expected to be sleeping brilliantly I know you've got a book called the art of sleeping we'll touch on that I wanted I expected to be sleeping brilliantly and have tons of energy and feel really happy and amazing and have lost at least a stone within three weeks now that did (laughs) not go for you (laughs) and of course over over the months I've learned that um this is absolutely you know a marathon it is so not a sprint um so can you just explain to us you know in terms of um well i mean we'll get on to really important stuff about nutrition but let's just clear away those myths to start with that immediately you stop drinking you're gonna ditch that weight
2: yeah i mean i think it is a myth there's a lot there's a lot more to losing weight than just ditching the booze and the booze does add you know, those, those liquid calories that do contribute to weight gain. But often what happens is people start replacing that with other things, um, in their diet. So, you know, people might start thinking about, you know, they might say, well, I'll find an alternative drink, but not understand that the drink they're replacing it with is maybe full of sugar. Um, so, you know, you're still getting all those calories. You're not having the alcohol, which is great, but you're still getting all of those calories on top. You know, even things like these non-alcoholic, um, like gins and things that you can get now people are still adding you know sugary tonic water to it and not realizing so that's that's one thing and i think as well looking for uh, snacking might be something if you use that glass of wine in the evening um you might have a less tendency to snack because you've got your wine but actually without the wine you might start scrabbling around for snacks and obviously evening time is when people are more prone to snacking so you're just taking in excess calories and you just might not even realize you know mm. what you're substituting how much extra you're getting you probably could be getting more than you got with the wine so it's taking a whole approach to this and not just looking at the giving up alcohol because there's a bit more that needs to be done to tackle mm. the weight loss yeah it,
1: it it is difficult though isn't it because you know now i always say t- say to my clients actually focus on if if ditching the booze is important to you focus on that focus on that first because it's really hard to kind of do everything at once isn't it and one of the main issues as you quite rightly say is that people then switch one addiction for another and almost all of us get this kind of sugar head on don't we when we first stop drinking can you can you explain to us the what's going on with the sugar piece so in terms of alcohol, how much sugar are we getting? How, how does that sort of work in the body? And, and why do we get that craving for sugar? Is it literally because the body is saying, oh, where's my, where's my glass of wine gone that's been giving me all this sugar? Now I'm going to crave sugar from something else.
2: Yeah, it could be. I mean, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I mean, what I will say is that when you're drinking alcohol, obviously the alcohol turns to sugar, especially things like wine. Um, yeah. So you will, you know, you could experience a drop in blood sugar because this is one of the reasons why we maybe wake up once we have had a lot to drink during the night. And it could be one of the reasons in the morning why we start to crave, you know, unhealthy foods, you know, the typical, I want a fry up or whatever it is people want. So there is that element of it. Um, But I think, you know, it's like when people are trying to avoid comfort eating and snacking, there's a habit attached to it. You know, people at night, or when people want to eat something sweet after they've had their meal, these are habits that are ingrained in a very early age, childhood. Mm you know that Mm -hmm. you can have something sweet once you've eaten so the same thing could be with this evening you know you automatically associate it to this drink which is sugary and your body could be just craving a similar type of thing as part of that habit i think Mm -hmm. it's less physiological i think it's more just psychological for something to Mm -hmm. replace it with and you're going to look for something satisfying that makes you feel good because you might also be feeling once you have given them alcohol like oh you know i really like that um and the next, and, and, you know, we don't all like eating a bowl of kale as a replacement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that you're going to seek out foods that give you that pleasure. You know, it's this um, hedonic type eating type type theory that, you know, yeah. you eat foods out of pleasure. So I would say it was more that than, mm. than the psychological
1: so, thing. So how That's do we... How- yeah. How, how do we change that mindset then? Because, you know, it's obviously as we're humans and we do seek out yeah, pleasure, don't yeah. we? And, and, and if you're trying yeah. to do something really hard, um, then, you know, in the early weeks, if you deprive yourself, I mean, what I've always found mm-hmm. over the years is that, Diets don't really work because if you deprive Mm. yourself, you normally end up eating far more of the thing you're not meant to eat. It takes a very long
2: time for people to, yeah, and it takes a long time for people to figure that out, right? Um, So I think what you said earlier was really interesting. You know, do to deal with one thing at a time. I think what people yeah. do, especially in New Year, is they go, I'm going to go on a massive health kick and I'm going to give yeah. up sugar. I'm going to give up alcohol. I'm going to give up everything. And it just doesn't work. And I think yeah. that what you need to do is take it in small steps. So the thing with behavior change is, you know, find out, think of what it is you want to change and think about the reasons why you want to change that and then work out your strategy. So if it's if it's alcohol and you think, right, I don't like as I drink too much and I do that at night, you need to think of ways that you can then fill your night, achievable ways that are really, really realistic, whether that's, you know, as soon as I feel like a drink, I'm going to go for, I'm going to make sure I keep myself busy. I'm going to go for a walk maybe, um, or or whatever it is. Uh, Obviously, that'll help with the weight loss. Um, You know, it might be that you say, right, I'm going to have When I feel like that thing, I'm going to have a low-calorie hot chocolate drink or whatever it is, but just just work out what it is that's that's really going to work for you. Um, It's like a small changes approach. And like you said, I think giving up alcohol or cutting back is really hard if you're used to drinking every night, even if it's just a glass. You get into it, don't you? So I think focus on that, and then you can move into all the other stuff that you want to look at. So if then you want to focus on your weight loss, then think about how you're going to do that. And, and with weight loss, I, I wouldn't go health 11, avoid fatty diets. They don't work. For me, it's about taking a small changes approach. Look at the way you're eating now and think about how you can shape that and tinker it to cut off those calories, get more healthy stuff in, focus on getting more healthy in mm-hmm. than cutting out, um, and approach it that way. And like you said earlier as well, which is really good advice, is it's the long Go into it for the long long, long. game, you get much mm. better results yeah much more sustainable results than doing it short term and becoming a potentially yo yo dieter which is not good for you not mm. good for your
1: health. Well, what's your view then on on counting calories? There are so many um, different views on this. I'd I'd, I'd yeah. love to know yours. I mean, I. I I, I know it wouldn't work for yeah. me. I, I just I, I couldn't just couldn't be that rigid. It would just freak me out if I had to start looking at, you know, weighing everything yeah. and look at every single thing I eat, worry about the calories and, and, and surely yeah. all calories are not equal, are they? The calories that I'm gonna get in an apple it's not gonna be the same, is it? If it's a donut. Can you share yeah, some of the exactly. basics with us?
2: Yeah, it doesn't work for everyone. But what I think it is, it's a really good benchmark for a lot of people. So if you're in a shop and you're looking for something to eat and normally you have a, and you're looking for something healthy as a snack, at least if you've got a calorie labeling, it helps you to make a choice. But like you said, not all calories are created equally. So, you know, you could go on a diet and you've got to eat 1200 calories a day. You could eat that in broccoli or you could eat that in Mars bars, and they're both not the same nutritionally. So it works for some people that need that structure but it doesn't work for other people for the people it doesn't work for you need to understand your appetite and how to and your satiety. you need to know when you're full and you need to know when you're hungry and that is the most difficult thing i think is understanding that and then you can think about just what you put on your plate i mean if you put a lean protein some nice whole grain a little bit of whole grain carbs and fill your plate with vegetables you know you're doing something right there and it's probably going to go in the right direction compared to what you were eating before so i think there's loads of different approaches and it's really what works for some people but as like i said a lot of people find calories a really useful way to make that food choice um, mm. you know i think i think weight watchers have developed, have changed their way they do it it's like yeah i heard that actually go- i heard that the, and even the, yeah and even the government's got a new campaign here in the uk that you look at so many calories for breakfast so many for lunch and so many for dinner and that's really helped a lot of people to navigate what they should be eating a day so it works for some it doesn't work for others and
1: that's the mm. whole thing isn't it everybody's right. different and there's no one size fits all so mm. it's, it's whatever works for you yeah but but as you say the proportion of food is really important as well isn't it you know in the uk oh we used to have this yeah. thing called the healthy plate or the eat what do they call yeah. it the eat, one of my friends who's also a nutritionist calls it the eat badly plate because you know yeah. it, 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 it depends how you interpret that i mean what what yeah. really is a healthy plate in terms of proportion?
2: Yeah, they have worked on this plate actually and
1: it has developed over many years
2: since I think it was the 90s, late 90s at first. Yeah, that was when it
1: came out, didn't it? When, of course, things were different. Yeah.
2: Things were different. I mean, I started studying nutrition in 2000, so it was drilled into us. And and I wouldn't mock the government on this because I think what they've done is they've tried to make it much easier to understand. The problem is, it's a plate, and people think it's about what I put on my plate. And -hmm. it's meant to be a proportion of what you eat across the day. My view is, you need to, you know, you need a bit of protein in your diet, and you should choose lean proteins. You need to, if you're going to eat carbohydrates, and I would advise you do, but if you're trying to lose weight, you might want to keep them to a minimum. Always choose whole grains because yeah. fiber is really important, especially for yeah. weight loss. You know, explore plant-based foods, pulses, nuts, seeds, those kind of things. And then when it comes to the bad foods, what they do in this plate now is they talk about foods you need to eat more of. So don't focus on the bad fats. Focus on what you need to get in your diet, olive oil, oily fish, these kind of things. And more vegetables. People in this country, 30% of these, only 30% of people in this country eat five a day. Um, and I think the average is about four servings. And we now know from research that we probably need to be getting more like be 10. far more, yeah, and, yeah. And just eating more veggies—the one thing you could probably do to make the most difference to your health—and I'm mm. going beyond weight loss here, but you know, so it's it's common sense, and so I think a lot of people really do know what they have to do now because it's been mm. drummed into us. So I think the problem is getting on with it and doing it and there's lots of different reasons why people find this difficult you know if you look at this report called the foresight report it puts obesity in the middle and there are hundreds of factors as to why people can't lose weight it is not a case of I just eat too much and I don't move enough it's really much more than that so it's a
1: complicated issue yeah yeah it really is back on weight again but yeah um you're quite right you know of course I I always think about this when it comes to you know sort of obesity and 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 you know being really overweight it's it's not that we're not eating enough it's that we're eating the wrong stuff you're, you're sort of you're kind of you know you're overeating and yet you're undernourished in so many cases it's um yeah it's,
2: and, and not, it, not even that you're we're bombarded as well you know we, there's this thing that's coined the obesogenic environment you know we're bombarded with Exposed to food that is really delicious, you know, we're programmed to want high energy dense food. It's in our DNA. So when people are struggling to lose weight and they're presented with this, and I think chocolate bars at the till, you know, buy this and you get two free. You know, pound shops that are selling massive bars of chocolate for a quid. You know, these are the things that need to be addressed to help people to lose weight, and not just telling them to go on a diet because there's much more than that. And if they're going to try and make a healthy food choice, they need to put in an environment that just makes it a bit easier to do. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're going to start doing that, you know, reducing the cost of healthy food is another issue for some For some
1: people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it should be the bog yeah. off, the buy one, get one free on the cabbages, shouldn't it? Yeah. You know, Or the, or the, or the broccoli. <laughs> you never see that, do you? You never see no, you that. You never see that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Let, let's just talk a bit about how, um, food affects our mood because, you know, one of the yeah. things that I'm really fascinated, um, in about is, uh, is is you know when we stop drinking, our brain chemistry is all over the shop. You know we're we're. we're yeah. I mean, I was a roller coaster, an absolute roller coaster. No. And I when I stopped drinking, I literally forgot everything I know. <laughs> literally, it was yeah. just hilarious. Yeah, now I look yeah. back what the hell? You know, I just completely <laughs> forgot to take any supplements or eat properly or do yeah. any of the things that I now you know encourage people to do. Um, so I really yeah. went through it, and I and I I was sleep. Really badly. Again, we'll touch on that in a moment. Um, I know that my emotions were all over the place. I now know that I would have been massively lacking in dopamine and serotonin and GABA. Um, Mm. Can you just explain for us how how nutrition is that key piece with the with the brain chemistry?
2: Yeah, I mean, to start with, I think what you need to start with the basics. So, think about your blood sugar levels to start with. Yeah, so, if yeah. you're giving up and you're not eating properly, you're maybe skipping meals or you're picking the wrong type of food or you're going for lots of sugar, you yeah. know, your blood sugar's up, up and, down, and down, up and down. That isn't going to make you feel very centered. And it's going to be very difficult for you to feel it's not dramatic. But it could be enough to make you feel less centered and less like you're being healthy, especially if you're skipping meals and then you're squabbling around for something to eat and you're going to pick something unhealthy. In terms of what's going on in the brain, you know, there are certain nutrients that are important for our brain chemistry. Magnesium is, is often spoken yeah. about when it comes to anxiety and mood. You know, magnesium actually binds to GABA receptors in the brain and that helps to quieten down the activity and, and sort of calm you down a bit. Um, it's something that I talk about when people are trying to sleep. um you know we already it's very difficult to absorb magnesium from food actually, and a lot of people don't get enough in the u k so it's one of those nutrients that is probably how would you how would you
1: advise it by the way, just to interrupt there for a moment in terms yeah. of the magnesium I mean, do you recognize that do you, do you recommend the um like the magnesium salt baths that you can get?
2: Yeah, I mean you can you can absorb magnesium is really interesting actually because you can absorb it in gels, you can absorb it in the bath. Um, hmm. I think first of all, I'm a, I'm first of all I'm food. So I'm yeah. focused on food first. So think about nuts and seeds, dark green vegetables, um, plant based foods, pulses, lentils, those kind of foods in your diet. I don't think there's any harm in taking a supplement. So you might want to take a magnesium supplement. Magnesium citrate or malate is more easily mm-hmm. absorbed in the body. You want like 375 milligrams. Is, uh, we'll take a dose of about that, which is the, the recommended daily intake. Yeah. Um, so that's a good way to do it. Magnesium sprays are available. So mm. they're absorbed much more easily on the tongue and into the body. So yeah, there's, that kind of thing can help. And I think it's worth a go. If you are worried about, your diet and that you're not getting everything you need then you could just start by taking a multivitamin and mineral supplement um Mm. you know your body gets depleted when you drink a lot of various nutrients like b vitamins they use they're they're not utilized properly when you drink alcohol um and magnesium as well i think is is there and so there i think it's not a bad idea to maybe invest in a multivitamin the other thing about magnesium, which is interesting, is when you get very stressed, you, it, you lose it from the body. You lose mm. it in your pee. Uh, the body just responds to stress that way. So what we haven't really talked, talked about, and it's probably one of the things that's quite an issue, is learn to manage your stress. Um, yeah. That's one of the reasons people drink. If you want to get, stay on the straight and narrow, you might need to address your stress as well, because that mm. that could be your your achilles heel and obviously nutritionally that's not going to do you any favors it's going to affect how you eat and it's going to affect how your body uses certain nutrients b vitamins magnesium that kind of thing
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we said uh, earlier, I think, you know, um, as you said, weight loss and and weight management is about so much more than just (laughs) what we what we eat. There really is that sort of psychological piece and and the whole link with comfort eating, isn't there? And that thing of I want Mm. to treat, you know, we're sort of programmed, aren't we, that that treating ourselves, that good self-care, you know, we tend to think of as consuming some something sweet. You know? um, yeah, so it, we did,
2: but there's other ways to treat yourself, you know. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, if, you, if you're into music, go and book a concert ticket, or if you like books, go and buy yourself some books. But like I said, from an early age, many of us are told, you know, if you eat this, you can get this treat, which is the sweet food. And that's yeah. ingrained in us
1: yeah totally um let's just whiz through some of the 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 real basics for people then if they're kind of if they're like like me when I first stopped drinking literally I couldn't remember anything I knew (laughs) so in case there's anyone in my situation um can you just share with us a few basics that that's kind of good advice for everybody I mean we've already said really ensuring that you get that those 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 vegetables you know that at least five portions preferably 10 uh, you know and the dark green leafy vegetable that's really important and you mentioned the protein again what would people if you're vegan or vegetarian what would you recommend in uh, that works in protein because i always say try and have protein with every meal you know in the first certainly the first few weeks it's because it's really key to to helping you with the cravings
2: Yeah, and actually not just protein, protein and fiber together can help you to balance out your blood sugar levels, which is really good if you're trying to avoid, and obviously avoiding um, not just sugar, but trying to cut down on those white carbs, go for brown carbs, because what you want to do is keep yourself fuller for longer, that helps us to avoid snacking later on in the day. I would actually, before you go into the nitty gritty, I would actually think about planning. Because this is the thing, yeah. it's all right saying you're going to eat this and this, but if there's nothing in the fridge or the cupboards and you haven't got a clue what you want to cook, then it's all going to go a bit wrong, to be honest. So start by figuring out what meals you can cook and what's you know, if you're struggling to juggle life, work, and you haven't got a lot of time in the kitchen, just be realistic. So figure out what you're going to cook, work out a good shopping list, and then, you know, just And when you're thinking about what to eat, then you bring into that, right, i going to make sure I have plenty of vegetables. If you, if you if you find it hard to eat vegetables then think of easy ways to do it frozen veg, you can chuck, you know, sweet corn, uh, peas into anything, you know, cut up vegetables in the fridge, carrots, cucumbers, peppers, so that there's something there for you to reach for. It sounds like you're really lazy, but honestly, if it's cut there and it's in a glass container, you're more mm. likely to reach for it. Um, so yeah, and just think of really simple meals that are no hassle to cook. Uh, you don't have to go all ottolengi in the kitchen. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to, a simple evening meal, scrambled egg on toast, is perfectly healthy, and mm. it takes about five minutes to cook. So be realistic, work out your food, and then get stuff in stock so it's there for you, ready to cook. Mm. Um, and I think that is probably the best approach. And like I said, try and include some lean protein, some carbs, and lots of vegetables. When it comes to veganism and vegans, uh, you asked about protein. There's loads of proteins. I get I get on my high horse about veganism. I'm not a vegan, but I'm really. Push to support them because it's actually a really healthy way of eating. You can get everything you need on that diet if it's done properly. And um, protein is always slated, but it's dead easy. You've got soy foods, nuts, uh, beans, pulses. Um, there's loads of different foods, and as long as you're eating a variety, then you're going to get all of the amino acids. Because people often talk about, oh, you don't get those essential amino mm. acids if you don't eat meat. It's not true. They're they're all there's lots of complete proteins: quinoa, soy. What you want to do is just use a good variety across the day, and you will get everything you need.
1: Mm, yeah, some absolutely. Say, um, yeah, it's true, is Some it? People, people go in, yeah. I mean, I, I, sorry, I was going to say words. It No, I was just going to say. It, 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 it made me laugh there because you, you're absolutely right. You, you hear people saying all the time, "Oh my God, you know, you've gone vegan or vegetarian, but where are you going to get your nutrients from?" And then you look at them, and their shopping basket is chock full of donuts. Uh, and all so- the excuse me, where are you going to get your <laughs> nutrients from? <laughs> yeah, I, I,
2: one thing I will say about veganism, it has evolved, so it is actually becoming quite a waggling my finger about. It, it has actually become. <laughs> Quite easy to become an unhealthy vegan as well. Oh, yeah. You know, true, we've
1: got this, true. We've got this
2: revolution of plant based eating. So we've got now fast food stores and yeah, other people people's no, exactly. versions of fish and chips and burgers. So you still need to be wary because, again, we talked about New Year's resolutions so of people yeah. going to veganry and they're like, I'm going to do that because I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to look like Paltrow and I'm going to be all cool <laughs> and earthy and it's great. But, you know, you. A vegan chocolate bar, a vegan brownie has got more calories and fat than a regular brownie sometimes. So you just need to still stick to the principles of healthy eating, even if you're going on that type of diet yeah um, so it's yeah it's just being mindful really about mm, yeah it
1: all. absolutely so we, we've we've mentioned obviously fruit and veg which is key protein um what about yeah. the, the the fats let's just talk about the fats because you know yeah. it's, it's it, years ago fat was demonized um and, mm. and and it isn't now thankfully um so what would you what would you say we need i mean in terms of you know omega-3 let's take that for ex- for example
2: yeah. I mean, so there's lots of different types of fats. So the fats you want probably have most stuff in your diet, the healthy fats are monounsaturated fats. So, well, first of all, don't, don't start thinking about fats you need to take out of your diet. Just focus on the fats that you need to include and make that useful. Right? Mm. So they're healthy fats. So when you cook, switch to olive oil, you can use olive oil in any cooking apart from deep mm-hmm. frying. It's a myth. You can use it mm-hmm. for anything. So use that. Um, People like to use coconut oil. Um, it's nice. Everything tastes of like coconut. It's got these medium-chain fatty acids that are meant to have quite a lot of health benefits. Um, it's still high in saturated fat, but like I said, it's a different type. So, you know, I wouldn't swap it for olive oil, but it's interesting to use in curries and things like that. Um, then you've got your nuts, seeds, avocados. These are all really healthy fats, lots of monounsaturated fats in there. And the reason we eat these is because they can reduce inflammation in the body. So inflammation is meant to be at the root cause of a lot of major diet-related diseases. Mm. Uh, this in low grade inflammation that over time can can affect your um it can attack, cause attack of different organs and cause damage. Um, so we these fats can also lower cholesterol, so it's great for your heart. Um and then we've got the polyunsaturated fats, which are good for you as well. Um might want to have loads of omega-6 because we're trying to you know omega-3 this omega-6 omega-3 balance you might have heard about so focus yeah. on omega-369 I mean, yeah
1: fish.
2: yeah the 369 i mean you, you, don't, you don't need to get hung up on it it's just no. like as long as you're not eating loads of processed foods and things like that which have a lot of omega-6 then and you're trying to eat oily fish a couple of times a week which is really good for you then then that's great and the omega-3s are great because again they help to reduce um Reduce some of the risk factors for heart disease, so they can help to increase HDL cholesterol, which is the good cholesterol. They can help to thin the blood, so avoid clotting. Um, and again, inflammation is a big thing for omega-3. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. yeah. And like you
2: said, there's a, a big people. People are still setting that mindset on fat that it makes you fat and it's really bad for you, but actually fat is so nutritious. And it does a lot in the body, a lot of really good stuff
1: in the absolutely. body. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. we got another question here. Um, so I've been on some kind of diet since, <laughs> since I was 12. Yeah, we all know how yeah. that feels. How do yeah. I reset my my metabolism? It's it's a, such a good question in my 50s. 50s is tricky, right? So you're going through the menopause and that can affect, you know, can affect
2: waving storms. Yeah, And yeah. you get this menomiddle, which is a nightmare to get rid of. Uh, yeah, so going tell me about it. <laughs> but, I mean, going into the menopause, it, it's good to try and maintain a healthy weight, weight going in, it, into the menopause. And obviously, um, you don't want to lose too much weight because actually, a little bit of fat is really good because it helps to um, offset some of the, you know, you still produce estrogen through, through fat and hormones mm. and stuff. So it can help to balance out the symptoms. I think what you need to do is focus also on how you really feel about yourself and the positivity of that thing. Try not to make the weight loss too much of a focus mm. because that will come with yeah. the steps that you take to change your behavior. You know, yeah. look at your body shape, how you can change your body shape with exercise. Make sure that you're eating the right things to start with and, and look at a healthy, balanced approach, simple approach. And just make, try and make that the focus. If you've been doing mm. this since you're 12 years old, your, your mind is just so focused on needing to lose weight, and it's not very healthy. And it's yeah. really easy to say that, it's really not that simple. But just try and change your mindset a bit. About I'm, so I'm, so, it. So I'm so glad, I'm so so thrilled to hear stuff. you
1: say that. I'm so thrilled to hear you say that, Rob, yeah. because you know, it, it, you're you're 100% right. And I, I know I have I have friends who really don't necessarily eat that much, but it literally is yeah. that they're holding on that phrase, hold it's hold what are you holding on to, you know, and it's an I emotional know, I know. thing. I know.
2: It's really it's true. an emotional thing and you know you're very hormonal and if again I'll go back to the menopause, Meno anxiety is I think one of the worst things for women to deal with is that anxiety that occurs and mm. that can affect the way that you eat and everything else. So really just like I said really try and focus on you know how you want to feel about yourself, focus on healthy eating, enjoying food for once instead of seeing food as the enemy and you know focus on uh, look at yourself and how and learn to love yourself and the way that your shape is and try and focus on that a bit and and hopefully the weight loss will come but if if it's more difficult and it doesn't don't let that send you off track and go on a binge or you know just really try and change your mindset yeah
1: let's try and just squeeze in a couple more questions uh yeah yeah, this one here about i'm your typical binge eater uh what should i start to lose weight what should i do to start to lose weight since quitting the booze haven't seen any weight loss yeah i mean i think you've kind Mm -hmm. of answered that in a way haven't you really it is it is time and i think it's it's
2: take your time and if you're a binge eater there's a chance that you've been going on diets So, be Mm. realistic. Mm. I'm I'm saying, you know, diets actually really work for some people. I'm going on about small changes, but actually, I'm really open to people doing whatever works for them. Of course. Some people prefer to go on a diet and it works for them. They need the structure. It's like it's a starting point, it's something to begin with, and that's great. They do come to an end, so you need to figure out what you're going to do afterwards and don't think, oh, my diet's finished. Do what I want now, because it doesn't work Mm. like that. Um, Mm. But what happens on diets often is when people are so focused on that diet is going to be the one that I lose weight on. If it goes wrong and they have a bit of a binge, they're like, sod it. I can't be bothered. It's all over. And then it all goes wrong. So if you are on a diet and you end up having a bit of a binge, ride that day off and just yeah. start where yeah. you left off the next day because it's absolutely fine. You've got a long life ahead of you. And <laughs> you know, if you're trying to lose weight, there's plenty of time. Don't be in a rush and don't mm. try not to get into that binge thing. And don't let it offset your long-term goals that you've set yourself
1: mm, yeah uh, in in your book the detox kitchen bible which I haven't read yet I'm really really looking forward to getting that book um just give us a kind of an overview of what's what's in there I mean you use the word detox in the title yeah. what what does detox I mean do. to you
2: right so first of all the detox I wrote this book with a friend of mine and the detox kitchen is the name of a company so mm-hmm. We're not pushing a detox here. No. You know, we all know that detoxes don't really exist. It's become a common phrase for just going on a health kick, I think. But, you know, anything associated with detox is generally not good. Detoxes, detox tablets, that's not what I'm saying. What we're saying here is about, it's mainly plant-based eating. So what it yeah. is, is about learning to eat whole foods, Um We don't include sugar in our recipes. We kind of made it wheat-free and dairy-free so that it would be accessible for everybody, whether you're a vegan, whether you're lactose intolerant, or whether you just want to eat healthily. Uh, There's nothing more to it than that. And it's about getting as much bang for your bucks. It's giving you recipes that are really easy to use. It's giving you recipes that use ingredients that are very easy to get hold of. And it's about cramming in as much good food as you possibly can into every mouthful. Because I think, for me, that is the key. It's about making your food as nutrient-dense as you possibly can. And that's really easy. If you've got, if you're having beans, sausage and chips, fine, we'll have a green salad on the side. I mean, I don't know what you're <laughs> eating, but you know, even if it's unhealthy, yeah. there's room for something to put in there to make it more healthy. Don't yeah. think it's like- not good. So I won't do anything. Always think in your mind, there is something I can do or something I can add. To yeah, add a bit. so
1: true. It's that. Like, what can I add in? And then, and then that helps what with that mindset. The mindset of feeling deprived yeah. and, oh, I can't have that. You know, it's like the little toddler yeah. within us says, what? It really what do you mean? Is. I can't have that? You know, I God, I'm, well, yeah. I'm going to. Whereas if you can say, well, what can I yeah. add in? What what amazing things can I now have? <laughs> um, we got yeah, a I mean, the other thing we... I thought... oh yeah. Go, sorry, go, no, sorry. Carry, on. carry on, carry on,
2: go ahead. No, the other thing I was going to say is what what we looked in with this book as <laughs> well, which I found really interesting, is how food can sort of heal, if you like. So yeah. we looked at all different health conditions and the kinds of foods you can eat to possibly help with those conditions, or so at least you know make things a bit easier. Whether that's foods to help lower cholesterol. Foods to help reduce symptoms of the menopause, uh, foods to encourage good heart health, whatever it is, mind, um, you know, your mental health, that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, nothing major like life changing, but just stuff that can uh, help you along the way that's going to have, that's got some research behind it to give you a bit of a, a helpful hand.
1: Yeah. I, I realised we, I kept promising we'd mention sleep and I know that sleep is a, big big thing you've written the art of sleeping it's very connected yeah. to nutrition isn't it so it, it, you know yeah, in this yeah. very short space of time we've got what what tips can you give us um I mean are, is it true that certain foods will help us sleep we hear that things like tryptophan and we'll, we'll, you know if we have a yeah, slice of turkey yeah. or some banana it'll help us sleep is that true yeah, yeah so
2: definitely so yeah, I mean, first of all, I can tell you how alcohol affects your sleep, which is yeah, please do. We all know that when we drink, <laughs> yeah, when we drink too much, there's several things going on here. So it affects. First of all, it keeps you up. Um, yeah. You know, you produce it inhibits antidiuretic hormones, so you're going to be needing the loo more. Uh, it can make you dehydrated, but also what's going on? Um, the different things going on as well with your sleep cycle. So you know, you often go into that really deep sleep when you've had a bit too much to drink, and you're not getting mm. enough REM sleep, which is that nice restorative part of your sleep. But then when the alcohol wears off, you're suddenly getting a lot of jittery REM sleep yeah, going on. And that's yeah. when you dream as well. So people often say, I have nightmares and really vivid dreams after drinking a lot. And that, that's really what's going on. So there's a lot of stuff there that's, that's preventing you from sleeping. It also inhibits you know, the, the uptake of certain minerals as well. So that's important. In terms of foods that you can eat, um, you mentioned tryptophan. So that's really good. Tryptophan is an amino acid. It's a very small amino acid compared to the other ones. So if you had turkey for dinner, you want to combine it with a carbohydrate like, you know, some whole grain rice because that increases insulin and that pulls all those other amino acids away so that tryptophan can go into the brain and make serotonin, which is then made into melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. So it can help us to increase the amounts of melatonin in our brain to assist with that sleep cycle. Um, Magnesium B vitamins are used to make um, melatonin as well. So just getting a varied diet with lots of plant-based whole foods is going to ensure that you get plenty of those nutrients, those minerals in your diet, mm. which, which is good to sleep. And then with sleep, there's loads of other stuff. I call, I use the acronym BED, which is Behaviour, Environment and Diet. Um, so it's about the behaviour to do, you know, stop, Stop having too much blue light from your laptop before you go yeah, to bed. Yeah, exactly. Turn it of off an hour before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing that was life-changing for me with sleep because I slept really badly was actually, it sounds so stupid, but it was actually getting my sleep oasis right. So it was about my bedroom and I needed it. It's yeah, like a hotel environment. room.
1: It's completely
2: mm. clear. It's cool. I've got bright bed linen that I wash every, two, every couple of days because I like mm. the smell of it. It helps get sleep. You know, the, make sure everything's black out. It stinks of lavender. Everything I can do to make yeah. me walk into that room and go, I can't wait to get in bed. Instead of yeah. walking in, so it you looks need like to my wardrobe has vomited clothes everywhere. Yeah, yeah tell yeah, me about true. it. Yeah, yeah and that's you that's so true. Have that kind of organization, you know, nothing under the bed, because anything can distract you when you can't sleep. You're like, oh, it's really messy. I know, you know, and don't do anything else in the room. You know, don't eat your dinner in there. Don't work in there. <laughs> keep all that. Yeah, keep it somewhere else yeah so, totally yeah. true um, i've got a question here actually about vitamins to stop the cravings i think what mm. i didn't mention with the sugar what works with some of my clients there were no real he- well there is a health claim actually for this uh is chromium mm. so some people find that taking chromium when they're trying to give up sugar helps the cravings um, can we get that from the- any it food stuff or only um, a you, get it from, you can get it from broccoli actually but i think that ah. um that's one of the richer sources but i think if whilst you're starting to try and reduce your sugar cravings i think it's quite a good one to invest in you get it at drops or tablets the drops i think you have after you've eaten and it, it's really mm. useful it, it helps to balance out glucose levels so mm. it, could, it might work it might not work it's just something you could try it's not expensive yeah
1: I've, I've heard that um apple cider vinegar might help reduce those sugar cravings have you heard of that one mm.
2: I'm a bit funny about this. Episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we're
1: not get into not, that. Then we're nearly over.
2: <laughs> just, yeah, I just I, for me, I want to make it. want to make it research based. And I, if, yeah. I, one of my clients is a supplements company, actually. So if they have a if they've got a health claim, it means there's a lot of research behind that claim. So for me, if there's enough research, I would recommend trying something. Yeah, uh, I don't. I just don't feel like there's enough research. Sure. No,
1: I appreciate that. Sadly, you know, we've come to the end of our time. We could talk easily for several more hours. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thank you so much for those of you who asked questions. There's a couple I didn't get to. Um, Thank you, Rob. Um, So we can find you at robhobson.co.uk as a registered nutritionist. And um, and obviously Um, you can also go
2: to my books. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's um, at robhobsonnutritionist as well. So I post a lot of stuff about nutrition and diet up there.
1: Okay, great. And I'm yes. at genuinely great, Grace, right. so I'm very easy to find. We'll have to follow each other if we're not already. We will uh, follow and, each other. <laughs> yes, we literally pleasure. could talk forever on this stuff.
0: So there we go. Some brilliant tips and advice there from Rob on how to eat well and look after your body and your mind. You know, that's important in dry January as much as it is throughout the year. If you are wanting help changing your drinking right now or you want support to drink mindfully and live well, subscribe to this podcast Come and find us at joinclubsoda.com and sign up for our free course, How to Change Your Drinking. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Drew and this has been the Club Soda Podcast. Cheers.
2: is brought to you by Club Soda. You can find out more about what we do on joinclubsoda.com and on our social handles at joinclubsoda.